Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Episode 7 of Universal Freemason Podcast. I am your host, J.T. Asher, President and Founder of the Universal Freemason Research Society. That's a non-profit educational corporation. And what is our first duty, you may ask? Well, that's right. Give our Tyler the night off again. Now, put away the sword, Brother Tyler, and open the door. Let them all in. This podcast is open to everyone interested in Masonic philosophies as a means to help change society as we change our imperfect ways. I really appreciate you listening to our quaint little podcast here. We've just turned in over uh, uh, 200 uh, people have tuned in to us, so appreciate it. And I hope you've taken something positive away with you as you've listened uh, to our podcast here. As I mentioned in our very first episode, you may not always agree with, with what's being said, uh, but I respect that, and I, I hope you respect the opinions that we have here as well. I trust you've all been keeping safe amongst the plague and the necessary social uprisings that have been transpiring worldwide. So far as work is concerned and businesses are concerned, things have been slowly normalizing where I live in Salt Lake City. But the COVID-19 cases are rising, and uh, the state epidemiologist says she doesn't know why this is happening, but a quick trip to the supermarket and some people not wearing masks or gloves, I don't know, that might be a good clue. Of course, the protests with people grouped closely together that won't help reduce the pandemic numbers either, uh, but peaceful and forceful protests uh, will in the future and uh, has recently begun to bring forth some societal changes. And that's what uh, Freemasonry is about as well, is to try to change society as we change ourselves. Where we're flawed, we try to uh, uh, chisel away at those flaws and make ourselves more perfect. After our short break, let's take a look at societal change, shall we? And the role of the Freemason in helping to bring about needed change in society. We may run a little longer than my promise, 15 to 20 minutes today. But I think this is an important time for Freemasons to reflect upon our duties and our obligations, not just to our lodges, where we are members, but to the most important lodge of all, which is our communities and the universe. This is the Universal Freemason Podcast. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. So we look at society, societal change and changes for society and protest. Now, what are our duties as Freemasons to help bring about societal change when it is needed? Most of us have been watching protesters on television gather and as they've uh, demanded police reform. Due to the unjust actions of police officers, where too many civilians have been killed while in police custody or while being apprehended by the police. And some of us might be out protesting ourselves. 
Our roles as Freemasons are to ensure that a safe and just and peaceful society does exist. And I know that many Freemasons are also police officers, so this means those roles pertain to you as well. In our last episode, we discussed what justice is. So let's review the definition of justice. According to Wikipedia, justice is a concept on ethics and law that means people behave in a way that is fair, equal, and balanced for everyone. So justice means that people behave in a way that is fair, equal, and balanced for everyone. As I mentioned in our last episode, that's exactly what we strive for in our lodges, isn't it? And our true lodge is indeed our communities. So as Freemasons, we have a duty and an obligation to ensure that our actions bring fairness, equality, and balance to anyone we interact with. Do you witness fairness, equality, and balance in your workplace? What about your house of worship? Do you see it in the justice system? Is your household uh, have fairness, equality, and balance within it? What about our lodge rooms too? Where we go, where we're members of lodges? Are we seeing uh, fairness, equality, and balance truly in our lodge rooms? What actions are we taking when we don't, when we do not see fairness, equality, and balance in our daily lives? Are we taking the actions at all? As I mentioned in our last episode, it takes courage to step in and correct what is unjust and then work to be a purveyor of justice. But remember, it is our duty to ensure justice prevails as Freemasons. So as Freemasons, we should stand up always for what is right and for what is moral in a peaceful manner, meaning we don't seek to damage property we don't pillage or loot stores. If you happen to be a Freemason with a, with a badge, a police officer, this means you do not assault peaceful demonstrators with clubs, guns, chokeholds, chemicals, shields, or brute force. I was appalled by the treatment of George Floyd. The actions the cop took in that video was sickening. Also appalling was an incident that occurred uh, in Buffalo just a few days ago. Buffalo, New York, where two policemen shoved, shoved a protester to the ground. Seventy-some-year-old persons shoved to the ground. He hits his head on the ground. Cops left him bleeding out of his head and out of his ear. The most disturbing thing is the police representative for the Buffalo police officers said that those officers should not be reprimanded because they were, quote, just following orders. Now, what's disturbing about that quote, just following orders, we've heard this before. The Nazis said that they were just following orders when they were being tried in Nuremberg for their heinous crimes. I was just following orders. There's a psychology that exists when seemingly good people who know better than to do heinous things 
to their fellow human beings are given orders, and so they do it anyway. I'll read a study from PBS NewsHour. This is from PBS, and I'm quoting. In a 1962 letter, as a last-ditch effort for clemency, Holocaust organizer Adolf Eichmann wrote that he and other low-level officers were, quote, forced to serve as mere instruments, unquote, shifting the responsibility for the deaths of millions of Jews to his superiors. The, quote, just following orders defense made famous in the post-World War II Nuremberg trials featured heavily in Eichmann's court hearings. But that same year, 1962, Stanley Milgram, a Yale University psychologist, conducted a series of famous experiments that tested whether ordinary folks would inflict harm on another person after following orders from an authoritative figure. Shockingly, the results suggested any human, I repeat this, any human was capable of a heart of darkness. Now let's stop here for a moment and reflect. When you see cops beating people, or if you're a cop and decide it's okay to beat people, and you say, quote, I'm just following orders, and you know better, is that a good excuse? Are you administering justice, which is fairness, equality, and balance? And it's really not fair, is it? I mean, if someone fights back to defend themselves and you're wearing that badge, then the person you're assaulting will be subject to more scrutiny and charges and more charges than you will face. And I won't mention the skewed police reports that often come out of this. So why does the just following orders excuse cover the immoral actions, the immoral actions of these people? It didn't work in the Nuremberg trials. Just FYI. Let's read further regarding why people will follow these orders that result in pain inflicted on others. But before I forget, let me uh, let me guide you to uh, one thing. If you want to see the Milgram experiments, uh, if you haven't heard of them before, you're not sure what the Milgram experiments were, go to YouTube today or whenever you have a chance and uh, search for the Mil- search Milgram, M-I-L-G-R-A-M, and uh, and you will see these experiments taking place from 1962. Let's move on. Milgram's research tackled whether a person could be coerced into behaving heinously. But new research released offers one explanation as to why. And quoting the research, in particular, acting under orders caused participants to perceive a distance from outcomes that they themselves caused. In other words, People actually feel disconnected from their actions when they comply with orders, even though they're the ones committing the act. And that's interesting. So psychologically, even though a person would know better than to do a heinous thing to your fellow human being, 
It's because of superior orders you to do it. Psychologically, you have now separated yourself from the act itself. And what I'm asking, you know, if you're a Freemason police officer, just stop it. You don't have to swing those clubs at people that aren't resisting. You don't have to put chokeholds on people that aren't resisting. You don't have to do this. You're better than the orders you're given, and you should know better. So you should do better. Now, to be fair, let's talk about Freemasons protesting. Now, let's go back to 1938 Germany. Now, the Nazis found it necessary to go break the glass storefronts of Jewish-owned businesses and synagogues. Joseph Goebbels named it Kristallnacht, but even that was misleading. And let's read from the New York Times. The term Kristallnacht is usually mistranslated as, quote, the night of broken glass. But why was it Kristallnacht, Kristallnacht? and not glass night, glass knock. The truth is that the sharp defeat of Goebbels and the Nazis due to the unfavorable, ger- unfavorable German and worldwide reaction to the program was blunted by a prop- propaganda victory through promotion by the Nazis and adoption by practically everyone else of the term Kristallnacht, which can have no other meaning than that shattered windows, than that shattered window glass of synagogues, Jewish institutions, businesses, and homes adorn the streets of the Third Reich, Reich, like crystal. So Goebbels wanted people to hold disdain against Jews and, and their businesses, and we know that breaking glass door fronts and pillaging businesses and looting is just wrong. And people have all sorts of excuses for doing this. And thankfully, the property damage has decreased of late. Protests have become peaceful over the last week or so. But Freemasons do not participate in destroying property. We know that that's not justice. That's not equality. That's not fairness. That's not balance. Now, I use the Nazis as an example because we know we do not behave that way. That behavior is contrary to any Masonic principles. But peaceful assembly is a tenet of Freemasonry. Standing up for justice is a tenet of Freemasonry. Refusing an order that hurts other people is a tenet of Freemasonry. So we must stand up for what's right. And we must always do what is right. And sometimes doing the right thing is the hard choice. But as Freemasons... It is our duty to make that choice. Thanks again for listening. I'm going to end the podcast now. Uh, There's a lot to think about uh, in today's podcast. Appreciate you joining in, as I say. My name is J.T. Asher. I'm the president and founder of Universal Freemason Research Society. This has been... Universal Freemason Podcast. Look for us at Twitter, at UFreemason, on Instagram, Universal underscore Freemason. Uh, Where else can you find us? Also, you can uh, follow us along on our Morals and Dogma Study by Albert Pike at um, 
all one word, no spaces, morals and dogma study.blogspot.com. Go in peace, so mote it be.